Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. A Paolo DiCaprio. West Ham Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 10, episode 11. Where does the no. time go? No. What Look is at it? at the top. Is. It tells you. Is it season, season eight? eight? Why did episode I say 11. season 10? You're wishing your life away. I am wishing my life away, yeah. <laughs> See, it's only eight years we've been doing this. Season eight, episode 11. Thank you for correcting me, because that must be the dulcet tones of Nigel, a.k.a. Shedman. Where are you, and what are you doing, Mr. Shedman? <coughs> I'm in my office. Too oh. many fireworks for the shed. What are you doing with your dogs? <sighs> Strangling them. Uh, especially the new one. He, he's yeah. done like the fireworks. He got I, drunk I... last week. I don't know what I told him. <laughs> Chewed the top off a bottle of Baileys and yeah. drunk half a bottle of Baileys. Oh. Do you play soothing music to your pets on firework night? Because we are recording on uh, Guy Fawkes Night, by the way. No, I used to drug them, actually. Uh, years yeah. ago, the first dog I had, Sandy, the rescue from Battersea, he used to get the old Bob Martins from the um, from the vets. Stick him in his food. Used to knock him out all night. And I used to keep him back for when I took him on holiday. Knock him out. He didn't like a car yeah. ride either. Anyway, mm. it's it's not a dog pub podcast. <laughs> it is a West Ham podcast. Good evening, John. Uh, where are you and what are you doing? I'm speaking to you in my loft and my dog is downstairs going nuts at the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, you've got a dog as well. And he has been going nuts for the last two or three nights. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apologies from George. He was due to um, to join us um, and his internet failed. He was due to host and about five minutes before recording, his internet went down. Um, but when you live in the Outer Hebrides, sometimes the wet string breaks, doesn't it? Through the, the wind and the rain and everything else. So uh, yeah, hopefully he can join us next week. Uh, but yeah, I'd, he might. He could still join us if if a light comes back on the white wet string. He could join us. Uh, so let's talk about football, shall we? Shall we talk about football, boys? Yeah, let's do it. Right. Well, let's, 
let's let's get the uh the elephant in the room out of the way uh we got beat describe yourself like that sure (laughs) we got beat by the spuds in the caribou cup efl cup league cup milk cup whatever you want to call it uh we're all there uh let's let's start from the view from sixty thousand feet nigel um I'm sure you saw a lot of positional play. Where did it all go wrong, Nigel? Um, well, they were better than us. They put some some uh, big hitters out, didn't they? Ericsson. I mean, Ericsson's their star man. They had him out. Deli yeah. Alley. We, we know Son loves scoring against us, doesn't it? You know, yeah. Forgiving us for the DVD jibe from that bloke. So, you know... You can't say that. What? <laughs> You can't say that. Oh, I didn't say it, did I? A man said it. Man, he's winning that. Right. So right. I, I'm just saying what the man said. It's not me. I right. don't agree. I just like to put out. I don't agree with that type of humour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, especially not when dogs are around. Anyway, um, mm. back to some <laughs> that these people. I don't know. You know how many more racial stereotypes? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. In, in one opening, uh, yeah, we do not condone <laughs> the faults and mindset of Nigel Khan and his whatever his dark humour. Uh, honestly, it may it ain't me that don't like the tourists. It's you. Remember that. I don't mind. Well, it. We'll come to that later. So we'll anyway, come to that later. back to the Tottenham game. Basically, they, you know, they're I don't know, not B team. They're a minus team beat our reserve team at the end of the day. Were, were they the reserve team? I mean, first of all, uh, we were the slight favourites before we played the game. Yeah, and until their team was up, announced. Until their team was announced. Well, you were with, you weren't, you, your, your mate Percy was yeah. playing and then it just flipped over. I mean, we're talking outside um, Turnstile C um, on a wen- cold Wednesday night. So Look, they wanted it, basically. We didn't. I mean, I'm not going well, we to go didn't turn so up, did we? We didn't turn up. Not for the first half. I mean, the second half, I thought we rallied. It, it, it got us going. We got the goal back. But then, you know, straight away, they get that corner. It's it's hard to pin it on the bloke running on the pitch. But the fact they did it just before they took the corner and that Adrian then came off mm. his line, got hold of the bloke, a couple of defenders got hold of him, giving to the stewards. You know, one of the stewards. We're, talk, we're of going to talk on, about the you know? trouble at the mill. We're going to tr- talk about trouble at mill later. Well, anyway, but, but it, it, I think you can say it. This who do you blame? Who do you blame? Well, at the end of the day, once the bloke's taken off the pitch, they still got to look around and pick their men up. No, 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 no. Let's talk about the loss. Let's not talk about one goal. Let's talk about the loss. We lost three-one, not two-one. I'm not going to blame game. Is that they were better than us? That's a that is a fact. Pellegrini picked the right side for the League Cup. Yeah, well, it could have gone a bit better, I suppose. He could have done, but I, I mean, look, we know um, on average he's carrying well, right. well, no, 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 Come on, no, no, let's follow this through. He could have done better. What well, would you have done better? Who would you well, have put in? He could have put Arnautovic on earlier or played him from the start, but that's a risk. I don't isn't think it? he was fit. That's what I'm saying. It's a risk. Yeah. So I'm not going to criticise Pellegrini. At the end of the day, we've said it for the past few years, These our managers are judged on staying in the Premier League. That's what they're judged on. 
And therefore, can you blame them that they don't want to go for the big cup run? Especially at the moment, I suppose, if we'd have lost to Burnley, say we'd have put on Atovich on, he'd have gone off yeah. injured. I mean, Anderson had a shocking first half. You know, I don't want to yeah. pick one man out. Uh, you know, but it, at the end of the day, he had a shocking first half. Perhaps the stick that Anderson got for that first half was enough to give him the kick up the arse to go and put in the performance he gives Saturday. But that's the next game, isn't it? Let's talk about the Tottenham. Mm. But I don't, I'm not doing the, you know, I'm a positive person. I don't like to do the blame game, Sean. I'll leave that to you. Negative, Sean. So, so um, before, let's, I'm just going to talk about the stats. So, uh, West Ham had 45% possession, 13 shots, four on target. Dirty Spurs had 55, of course. Six shots, five on target. So, they had, you know, we had a lot more shots, but we didn't make them count. And they had the extra one on target. John, I know you, obviously, with me, uh, were watching a very dis... What's the word? Chikorito right in front of us, just gave up running for a ball and he was getting a lot of grief that he just wasn't putting the effort in. What what was your take on the whole game? And let's, let's just pick Chikorito out for a minute. Was, is he still recovering from glandular fever or is he just, he couldn't be bothered on the night? I don't know. I think we, I said to you on the night, you know, you have to bear in mind, I mean, he hasn't played a lot of football, but it, it was a, no, the whole thing, the whole thing, we weren't, when you see them, the way they were set up, the way they were organised, the, the amount of closing down they did, they pressed the ball, they just, they were better than us. Even, yeah, they made like us you say, the, the, the mix, the mix. But, you know, like, they had the likes of Ali just coming back from playing from injury. I mean, I don't particularly, not very keen on the bloke, but he must be so annoying to play against. He gets in front of the ball when he, yeah. he nicks the ball when he's trying to turn in. They were just, just better than us. And, you know, we weren't up to speed. We weren't, you know, we have to well, look the two... at the benchmark. Of, the benchmark of the Man United game is the benchmark, the way yeah. we started the, that the game. The two players that stood out for me that did anything were the two youngest players, and that's De- Grady Diangana and yeah. um, Declan Rice, you know. Again, played their socks off like it, it meant something to them. But, you know, I, I just felt Hernandez didn't put a shift in. Um, Anderson didn't put a shift in, um, you know, and I, I, I could pick, I could pick the rest of them as well. I did. Yeah, we who didn't was, play um, very well, Sean. We didn't play very well. As yeah, Cresswell and everything. It just didn't work, did it? It didn't. Even, um, even uh, Anatovic when he came on, he just wasn't on form, was he? he? Just you know, goals that we know when the ball came up to him that we know he could put in. Just didn't happen. Was it Anatovic that hit the? Oh, sorry, um, and um, Antonio that got close again. Mister Sitter, did you stay to the end, Nigel? I, I left. I think two minutes into injury time. I think there was about four or five oh. minutes on there. So, um, yeah, because I was going by train, so I waited till about the ninety-second minute and then walked down. So as I got downstairs I think the ref blew the final whistle so I might as well have staked at the end to be fair yeah did you yeah of course for <laughs> us loyal supporters yeah yeah we'll, we'll see it was just yeah. not it was just not a very good game it just was not you know we didn't do very well and that's that's it you know 
we got done by Spurs twice in like two weeks or something. That was the worst thing about it. We all had a little bit of hope. We thought we might be up for the cup and have a good yeah. go at it. Look, we and we would have been playing Arsenal at the Emirates. Well, yeah. yeah. So we'd have got knocked out there. <laughs> yeah, true. Look, if, if anyway, beat us, apart- they, can, they can, you know, bring out a T-shirt, can't they? You know? Yeah, they the, can. Anyway, let's talk crown. about Trouble at Mill. Um, bit like uh, there were four pitch invaders. Um Three of them actually got in the pitch. One one got stopped, but three pitch invaders. Um, so, so much for the extra £70,000 a match to stop them. Three pitch invaders still got on. Only one got stopped. Um, so much for the security checking everyone down because a smoke bomb still got in from a Spurs fan that was left let off as purple one in the, the upper tier. Um, I don't know. The checks on the, the, the bridges, uh, it... it, it Everything that went could go wrong went wrong that night. There were fights outside by the away turnstile uh, that George saw and told us about when he came in. There were fights inside. You've seen the video uh, about Spurs fan being clobbered and punched. There were nine arrests. Um, interestingly, one you like this one. One was from a Spurs fan singing racial songs. John, did you know that? So there was one no. Spurs fan arrested for singing racially aggravated songs. Whether that was the Y word or the P word, I don't know. But there you go. Um, And of course, the oldest, the biggest problem, again, Spurs shirts. Lots and lots of people, Spurs fans, were in among the home supporters, even though it was supposed to be, uh, you know, purchase history only. There were Spurs fans everywhere. Not all of them were wearing shirts. I posted a picture of one who, get this, and I'm sure you saw, saw the picture, he had a, a Spurs shirt on under his coat that was on the show and a Spurs um, uh, scarf. He was sitting in an upper tier area. I think it was 213, if I remember rightly. And, and he was causing trouble. And they were moaning so much, the home fans, about how he could be let in. So the stewards, instead of throwing him out, put him in the disabled area to, so he couldn't cause any trouble there. I'm sorry, but that's wrong. I felt, and I, I, I'll ask you to, I thought it was quite toxic, one of the most toxic. It sort of took me back to the early days of the London Stadium in that first season when it got a bit toxic, and I thought it was more toxic, and I spoke to staff there on Wednesday night than it has been for a long time. John, toxic, not toxic, or am I overreacting as usual? Um, it's slightly. Um, you know, I mean, there was a, it was lively, Certainly lively, but you know, it has been. You know, we've seen a lot worse than that. You know, they 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 can control it more. They could. There's things that happen to our fans that, you know, you you start shouting and screaming stuff, you get thrown out. You know, when yeah, you, know, you can see plain as day some of the stuff that's going on from their side, and well, they don't get thrown out. Well, the other thing and we don't see very often: bottles being thrown from from. Both sides. One, one, both sides. Coins yeah. being thrown from both sides. That doesn't happen every game, John. But it, was different, you... it was a different atmosphere from the Saturday game, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, definitely. Yeah, clearly, it's a, a different group it's of It's a different fans. crowd, isn't it? A lot of yeah. youngsters come in, and we're, we're talking about the Burnley game because there was an overreaction on the Burnley game because a lot of youngsters were trying to get in 113 and 114, and this is what happens on these cup games. A lot of people that never come to league games suddenly come to the 
the cup games from oh, both mate, sides. Where we obviously where we are is the place where a lot of people try and get into. Yeah, and, and you know we're, we're watching the game, and there's like groups of four or five people stood in right in front of us in one like one chair space, essentially. Mm. You know, so they need to make up their minds. I either check you on the way in, or they don't. Yeah. I don't mind Nigel. That because some people get the ump about that. It doesn't bother me because I'd rather be checked than have to be sort of like pushed out of the way every five yeah. minutes because there's five people trying to get in one person's chair. Well, it looks like we're going to get charged by the FA. We still haven't heard about the Burnley charge. We still have got to hear about the first smoke bombs that went off for the first Spurs game, West Ham fan. We're probably going to get charged for the next smoke bomb and all the other stuff that went on for the cup game. Um, so, you know, the charges are going to keep on coming. And do you know what? Even though we don't control the stewards and we don't control the stadium, tough luck. Unless we're going to sue the operators and the owners, nothing's going to happen because the FA can't sue anyone except for West Ham. And the owners, if we try and sue them, will say, well, we don't have this at athletics. We don't have this at rugby. It's the behaviour of your fans, the tough luck. Nigel, toxic or not toxic up in the heavens? Yeah. Um, you get you get a different type of uh, clientele, perhaps. Toxic, um, yeah. <laughs> at these cup games, £15 ticket, it's a cheap ticket. People that don't normally come fancy a bit of it. It's Tottenham. Listen, I can talk to you about being at Billy Bonds' first testimonial. Um, when they brought the horses out down the concourse. This has always happened. West Ham, Tottenham. Problems. Yeah. So it's nothing new. It's no yeah, surprise. Right. Um, it's going to happen. You know, the bottles thrown. People are going to get bottles in. You want to see how people... I'll yeah. tell you how you can get things through the search. We all had a laugh and joke because I was wearing a coat and my wife sent me another coat. <laughs> so two, two coats, coats Nigel, because <laughs> yeah. my wife was worried I didn't have a coat, so sent uh, my son-in-law with a coat for me, and I already had a coat. But they didn't search that coat. So I held that coat in my hand yeah. while being searched, and they just searched me. I could have put anything in that coat. Yeah. So there's ways yeah. and means. Well, I'll tell a story when we get yeah. to the Burnley it's, one it's, as well. It's, about. There's ways and means of getting stuff in the ground. Tottenham fans in the end, you know, you're going to have that. That's always been the way. That it happened at the bowling ground. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I make you right. Actually, I I once, I once attended a Spurs game on an evening many years ago, and I was queuing up for uh, Upton Park Tube, (laughs) and almost a mini riot. There were glass bottles being thrown, and at one point they smashed the windows of a car and turned it on its side. I've never seen anything quite like it. So you're right. (laughs) It was a bit. I can't believe um, is the stupidity of some Tottenham fans walking into our end. In a Tottenham shirt and scarf. Yeah, I know. Well, they're foreigners, well, aren't they? It goes back to what we said last week after the Tottenham League game. You know, the, the problem is a lot of these so-called tourists or foreigners that want to come to the game that might support the the opposition don't realise the problems they're going to yeah, get. I yeah. mean, listen, I see yeah. the two Tottenham fans that were brought out from the back. They were brought down. West Ham fan jumps in, smashes one in the face, throws beer over him. You know, yeah, that's just that, not yeah. on, though, is it? The, the, I would I would question yeah. the stewards only going two of them. At the bowling, them Tottenham fans would have had five or six stewards around them when they were dragged out. They wouldn't have been dragged out with one. 
There was a lot of incidents with stewards, everything going on, you know, between, you well, know, on the seg line, going every between game. both. Every sides. game, I've got a different yeah. steward in the section I sit every game. And yeah. Until, yes, yeah, until so, they get to grip. Well, we'll tell you, we'll tell you. That's a good segue, actually, to talk about the um, the Burnley game. Because let me tell you, and I'll tell you at the beginning, when we came along to the Burnley game, it, John and myself, etc., I was actually coming separate. So I went over on the bridge, Bridge 5, and I was running late because, as you know, there were train strikes where I come from in Surrey and uh, there were other engineering works and everything. So I got quarter to three, I got to the bridge, Bridge 5, queued up for about, I don't know, five minutes, got to the front. And a guy checks me. And uh, then a person behind him checks me again. I went, your mates just checked me. And then another person, just about two things down, checked me for a third time. And I'm going, what's the purpose of this? If, if you checked me the first time, why did you check me three times? But get this. My daughter, who's 15, had a big heavy coat on and a massive big handbag, a big handbag full of stuff. Not only, I mean, fair enough, they didn't check her, but you think they might have asked to take her coat off and check the coat. But even worse than that, they didn't check the bag. I could have put anything in that bag and they just waved her through like, oh, yeah, you're, you're young. Uh, you're a youngster. We don't check youngsters. Well, that, that doesn't make me feel very safe if, you know, a terrorist would just bring a young person in or if I wanted to get illicit, if I wanted to get smoke bombs in or anything, I'll just give it to my daughter. I mean, that's wrong. It needs to be consistent. Um, but even worse than that, and John suffered from this as well, we had hard ticket checks on our block 113. And I, I kid you not, we were checked. Well, I was checked four times. As you approach the bar, you, you, you're asked on the front of the bridge to show your ticket that you're going to 113. Then at the end of the bridge, you're show, asked again. And then I was asked by another two people before I could go to my seat to show that I was okay to sit in 113. Usually, then that gets dropped. At, at half time, I was asked again by three or four. Um, did hard ch- lucky enough, I didn't go, need to go to the toilet too many times. John, wasn't it like that on Saturday? It was yeah, a joke. It was. It, well, it was I, a joke. I said earlier, I don't mind that. Check me as much as you like. Yeah, but it was a bit over the top, wasn't it? It just but, uh, yeah, but it, it's, it's everything, like everything there. It's either all or nothing, isn't it? But. I don't mind being checked to see whether I'm in the right block in that area because people do try and get down there. We had it <laughs> we had it in the first Tottenham game, a couple of guys coming, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and yeah. They come running across because they'd been over the other side of there shouting and screaming stuff that shouldn't have been shouted or screaming about and they were hiding and, you know, yeah. I don't mind being checked about that. I bet, sure. I bet, I I bet know, Nigel I... doesn't get checked up in... Uh, oh, <laughs> I bet oh. no one goes there, tries to get in there. But, you know, in this thing about the bridges... I mean, the bottom line is they're only they're trying to stop people bringing in stupid stuff. If you're trying to stop a serious person trying to do serious harm, them checks are never going to stop them anyway. So, well, look, yeah. I've got I don't know if you know, I, I saw something on KUMB yesterday, um, and I sort of gave the bloke a bit of info. So, at the it, it appears that the front rows of block 216 have now been closed off, yeah, they have, yeah. So it was threatened that if there was persistent standing, I think one of the uh, SAG meetings, the SAG meetings, yeah, it they did. weren't happy with 216. People persistent standing at the front, they claimed it's dangerous if they're standing Why don't you give the me front. that story, eh? Well, because well, it's nothing that, 
I'm, I'm not a media whore. So you don't, you don't do stories, Sean. You just copy and paste. Yeah, copy and paste. Oh, uh, that's, that's nasty. I'll go to someone on news now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> some proper journalists. Uh, as I said, so he's turned up to the game. He's got no seat. But guess what? He hadn't been reassigned a seat. And the stewards went, oh, do what you like, basically. So oh, really? Yeah. It was like, he, he, the first he knew of it was when he turned up Saturday and couldn't take his seat because it had been closed off. So then That's he had to go terrible. and find some. So I gave him the email address. Luckily, I had it to hand of the yeah. head of ticketing at West Ham. Oh. And what'd she say? I don't know. I left it to him. I said, here, mate. Uh, I didn't do it publicly. I'm not, you know, I'm not that stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I sent it to him um, via a message. Saying, so how many rows? Did you get a photo? No, I believe, I don't know if it was one or two or three rows. So just just to see what why the safety advisory board were saying they were going to shut these over. Apparently, 216, there's been persistent standing and they're saying it's the one place that there is a concrete, a 30 foot or something. Yeah concrete drop and therefore if someone fell over there they would be dead yeah yeah that's no, what they showed I, 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 the, I, the thing for me is i know you're supposed to have all seater stadiums blah 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 and all that bollocks but what i i don't have people with problems standing up downstairs but i think upstairs you should sit down i never knew of standing upstairs at the bowling perhaps maybe in mm. the corner a bit of the east stand. Yeah, it always was, yeah. was. But I couldn't see that because I was at the front of the mm. Trevor Brooking upper. So I couldn't see whether the... But everybody else up... You never had people standing in the west upper. You never had people standing up in the Bobby Moore upper. Everyone yeah. stood up in the Bobby Moore lower. People stood up where you were, down in Chav yeah. Corner. But yeah. people upstairs sat down. Mm. So... Anyway, let's... let's... Let's get back to the football. <laughs> um, I know it was me that started it, but it was me. That, I'm going to finish it now. Uh, West Ham four, Burnley two. Six goals. Well, only four for me, but then I'll tell the story. I had to leave early because I had to pick up my son from a party. <laughs> so I missed two goals. I left at 2-2. I left at 81 minutes to get my train because of the strike. There was only one train an hour. And I missed the two winning goals. But, hey, that's my problem. Um Hammers had 63% of possession to the Clarets, 37%. 22 shots on target for West Ham, 10 of them on target. Wouldn't surprise you, the Clarets had six shots, three on target. John, it was a very happy day at the London Stadium. Discuss. Um, Yeah, it was a good day. It was a, a good performance. We were clearly better than them. And it looked like it was going to be one of those days where we were clearly better than them. We were creating far more chances, but uh, they looked like they might nick a draw because they had like two, maybe three attempts. They hit the bar, I think. They scored two goals. And it looked like we may not be our day, but Mm. this time round, our quality... You'd gone for a draw in your Super 6, you told me. I did go for a draw on my Super 6, yeah, because it's so typical West Ham. But yeah. obviously, I was very pleased. You know, and we could have been, I mean, Dean Garner, I thought, had a great game. Oh, he's brilliant. Should have been a pen, shouldn't it? That was right in front of us. Yeah, everybody has said it should be a pen. 
I mean, again, the, refer- the referee Roger was East bloody was... awful. Well, that should have been a red card for, what's his name? Tarkovsky. The attack he did. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the attack he done on Diagana again for the, was it the third goal or the second goal? Mm. But yeah, it was it was just a good performance all round. I mean, it was great to see Anderson. Man in the match for you? Well, uh, I think I'd give it to Dean Garner. I know Anderson scored two goals. Yeah. And assisted that one, lad, didn't he? That lead, that lad to do what he did and the way he's been playing, I think yeah, he's, he was he fantastic. Deserve, I'm it not looks surprised like he's, he's going Is it? Cool. I'm just surprised he's not getting more plaudits. You know, you look at... I mean, I watch Match of the Day, which I only ever do when we win. And I just... There was no talk of that. I mean, where he went through Dan Garner for the goal. And they hardly mentioned him. And all they talked well, about was Anderson. And, and uh, England have noticed him because they're going to call him up, uh, want him in the under-20 squad. He's got to make a decision. I thought that was a Claret New exclusive for later in the week. Yeah, I, I thought so, but unfortunately, oh, right. uh, the mirror beat us to it. Um, oh. Yeah, that's what. If you sit on an exclusive like that for too long, sometimes then someone else beats you to it. So from when we heard it, obviously the mirror heard it and the mirror put it out there. So yeah, the uh, Is it Darren. No, it wasn't oh, Darren right. actually. <clears throat> but you know, you know what? You know the England camp probably people knew, but they didn't really know anything about him. You know, he's been a. Um, he was born in. Uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, he moved to London when he was four. He started playing for uh, West Ham youth when he was 12. He's 20 now, so he's been in with us eight years. Um, but, but yeah, England have only just noticed him this week. <laughs> you know, oh, where's he been all? Well, obviously, they, they don't scout. Perhaps he's a late developer. Did you know of him before he's got in the first team? Not thought I've heard his name when because I watched some of the you know under twenty threes and and you know I like to understand who's scoring goals and everything. So I had heard of him before, uh, but only from a like the under twenty threes and, and following the match reports for that. Um, and I think I'd seen him once when I went down to Rush Green uh, play, but you know he didn't he didn't set the the world on light when I saw him. But you might be right. Maybe he's a late developer. But Pellegrini obviously saw something in him and gave him that. That first. I mean, you've got to remember, by the way, his his senior debut was in October, right? He's only yeah, just turned November Cup. now. So, so yeah, the, the Huddersfield League Cup. Um, then he got to play in both Tottenham games and now the Burnley game. I mean, but that's why you put he, players like that in against Macclesfield, because if, yeah, if he hadn't been put in, he wouldn't have had the game that he had against Macclesfield, and then there wouldn't have been yeah. that clamour. So that's how it was always done back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. and but also he's he's is uh Yarmolenko's misfortune is his good fortune, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it boils yeah. down to. Well but anything to say before oh, before I move on to Nigel. Um John, anything more to say about the the, the amazing historic win? Why is it historic? Because we scored four goals for the first time. Yeah, because we actually won. Uh, I, no, well, you know the no, stat. Just... The stat was that um, uh, that that Nigel sent me is Spurs had won twice in twice eleven in days at the London <laughs> Stadium, and we'd won twice in one hundred and seventy-one days. So at least we can say we've won no, three it was, times it, it in one hundred and seventy-one days. It was a, a pleasure to walk away from that place with all. Did you stay to the end? Yes, did. Yeah, unlike me who missed two goals, although I did watch them watching on my phone 
at Pudding Mill Lane or walking to Pudding Mill Lane as I heard the cheers. Nigel, yep. talk to us. Terry talk Tibbs, to talk to us. <laughs> well, I don't know what I thought. Not, it wasn't an even game. It was one of them games that could have been 6-4. I mean, you think of 3-2, day at the bar. Um, he obviously brought on his two strikers. His front two weren't doing it. He brought on Chris Wood uh, and the other bloke, I can't remember. He took off Sam Vokes. And they, they sort of went more direct. And you could see... Again, we concede from a corner. It was like a carbon copy of that Tottenham goal. Um, corner from the same side. In they come. Score. Make it 2-all. What was there? About 12, 15 people started walking out at 2-all when they got their equaliser. And I find that amazing. Yeah, I, I was one of them. Yeah, I do find that amazing. But, but uh, I, I guess, uh, I think there's some context to that. Like me... The, the trains were all up the spout and, and you know, it was bonfire night and everything else. I think people had genuinely had places well, to go. Tonight is bonfire night. Well, all right, Saturday night is... But there was there was a lot of underground tube lines down it was well. It was a nightmare and, and there was that's why I left because, you know, well. um, I, I waited to 81 because I knew how long I had... There was only a train an hour. Right. I left my son at a party, by the way, I mean, so I had to get back. We, we should have had a penalty, which is, yeah, which definitely. is difficult. You know, I, I remember jumping up and screaming, even from my lofty position. That was a, I was right above it, that it looked... Do you, do you know, shall I tell you something about Roger East? Go on then. Roger East, only the second Premier League game he has refereed all season. He's only refereed uh, four times West Ham. And he's only was just returning on that game after he failed a fitness test, physical test. Mm. Apparently, he wasn't fit enough. That's well, why he, he was close been... enough not to give it. To be fair, he had a good view of it. Um, the only thing I'd say yeah, is, that's... is that dear Garner did over accentuate. Long word for me, but there you go. I know wow. over accentuate. I'll use it again because I like to use new words more. Just so over accentuate uh, the fall. And I think that's what went against him. He did sort of do. Do the you old, think so? Yeah, I think he did. If you watch, he did sort of throw I, I himself. I thought he forward. went down like a sack of spuds. No, he sort of threw himself forward. And I think when you do that, you, you sort of you should just fall naturally. And for me, that weren't a natural fall. He literally yeah. threw himself forward. But he definitely. Yeah, didn't get Sean Dyche said afterwards. Yeah. Sean Dyche said definitely a penalty, and he said fair play to Diagana because actually he didn't make no, a meal of it and up. didn't do. Yeah, he got straight up. He said, fair play to Grady. He said, if he'd have made a meal of it, it definitely would have yeah. been a penalty. But fair play to the professionalism of that young lad. He just got up and carried on playing football. And he said, more people could learn from that. More people in the game could learn from that. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And a lot of managers could learn from Sean Dykes from me, but um, he's, he's, yeah. he's always an honest manager. Um, well, he, he, he could barely get up from that Tarkovsky challenge, though, could he? Cool. I'd, I'd no, say, no, it's, it's a strange it's anomaly that, for some reason, when referees play advantage and a goal is scored, they seem to ignore um, like dangerous play that had gone on beforehand. So he'd seen it because he waved play on. So as soon as the tackle yeah. went in, he waved play on. We scored a goal, and it's like that physical assault I mean, he spun Diagana through the air. How, how can he be anywhere near the England squad, that player? He's, yeah. He's awful. Tarkovsky. Yeah, yeah. The English. Yeah. Well, let, let, yeah. let me tell you a story yeah. about Burnley. Let me tell you a story about Burnley. Burnley finished seventh last season, as you probably know. Uh, they conceded all season... 39 goals uh, by finish seventh. And some would say that they probably overachieved last season. They were really known for being very well organised, Sean Dyche's team, and being, you know, very defensive. Do you know what? They have shipped 25 goals already this season. And I think they're contenders to go down after that display. I don't know if you agree. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. I think the three going down and down and out. <laughs> Huddersfield, Fulham and Cardiff. We'll see you later. So those three. Um, oh, so all it's it's all about opinions, isn't it? John, yeah. disagree with me as well, please. Well, no, I don't think they. Okay. I, I agree with I Just agree. to show that opinions are like arseholes and this yeah. podcast has got one. So, <laughs> well, talking about opinions. <laughs> Which is a matter right? of an opinion. Right, talking well, yeah. about <laughs> next on the running order is the trouble I got on because look, some we were in mind your own business in uh, block one one three, and someone I'm not going to name. You obviously them. weren't. Well, I was, and then someone sent me on Facebook Messenger a picture that they're in one one two. I'm not going to say I'm not going to name them. Said this is outrageous. Look at these two people wearing football shirts now at the time i couldn't recognize what football shirts they are i showed it to john i showed it to george and they went go over there have a look uh i, I couldn't see anything uh and we didn't know at the time so <laughs> i i put a tweet out and said i know they're not burnley shirts right but you know they had a half and half scarf holding it up and they were taking pictures i and i did a little bit tongue-in-cheek and i said but uh, the half and half scarf is reason enough for eviction, right? I got, do you know what? I've said a lot of things that have annoyed a lot of people over the years, but this annoyed people more than anyone, I can tell you. 
I've had everyone call me every name under the sun, much to um, Nigel and John's amusement. Um, I, I don't get it, right? I don't feel strong. By the way, just to be clear, I don't feel strongly about tourists. But my, my view is, and I blogged about this afterwards, I thought, well, if I'm going to get this much grief, I'm going to blog about it. You know, here's two. It turns out they were from a Chilean side that um, Pellegrini once managed. Fine. But my view is, if they're going to sit in one one you know, West Ham, staunch West Ham areas like 112, 113, 114, or a bit more lower, I'd rather them be reserved for West Ham fans, right? They could sit somewhere else. And maybe, like Fulham, this is a controversial bit, there should be a neutral zone where people who don't support West Ham or etc., the tourists can go. My problem is, I worry that the London stadium is becoming like a tourist attraction where it's a tick in the box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, when you're here, you must go to Buckingham Palace, the Tower of London, um, uh, go to to go to see the change of the guard, Windsor Castle, and go to a London stadium to watch a game of soccer. Um, I and must I admit. So, Sean. I think you're over. Well, I am. I'm seeing this. I in... think it's quite like it. Uh, well, I can why. tell you now, you don't see this, John, mm. but in 113, at the front, because my kids have got row four, right, when I go to the front, right, I often see that front row or, or around there full of tourists taking pictures, doing the selfies, and it's obvious they don't speak English. They're not West Ham fans. Some of them actually uh, are Spurs fans or Man City fans or whatever, and they, they haven't. They've just come for the event. They're not not... not even you get the impression they're not even football fans. They're more interested to take pictures of other things rather than the uh, watch the football. That's my view. I know that a lot of people have put me in my place and told me <laughs> I'm not going to name everybody, but some quite high-profile people and, and a lot of people have told me I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a bit of a snowflake getting offended by a few tourists. But the question I'm going to ask both of you, just to put you on the spot for a little bite. Uh, I, I called it the, the London Stadium Tourist Debate or the conundrum. Uh, my question to you first, John, is should we welcome tourists with open arms in the London Stadium in our area? John? In our area? Yeah. No, not, necess- no, not necessarily. But I mean, our area is a sought-after area from the fans that want to go regularly. So I mean, that, sh- that should kind of be prioritised, I would have thought. I've got no... I don't see anything wrong with, you know, fans of, say, Chikorito coming in their Mexico shirts and now supporting, because they're now taking an interest in West Ham. And, you know, in some respects, we, we do the same with other clubs, don't we, abroad? So I don't. Well, let, don't let me ask the next. Particularly with that. Okay. I, I'm, right. I'm not a big fan. I'm, I, I do think the segregation should be upheld. I don't think that. Spurs fans, no matter from where they're from, should be in the West Ham end when we're playing Spurs. Okay, so I'm going to ask a question now to Nigel that I asked in my blog. You know, we know London Stadium stewards are not the brightest to follow rules, but, you know, unless they understand what every shirt is, how do they make decisions? So how this is my question to you, Nigel. Should we just ban the away rival shirt of the day? Should we ban all Premier League? Or does it go to Championship? Does it go to League One or Two? Is non-league okay? Is Scottish teams okay? Foreign ones okay? Where does it stop and what rules should we follow about shirts? Or should everyone be allowed to wear whatever shirt they want? Nigel. 
Um, no, you can't wear whatever shirt you want. I mean, you got short memory. At the end of the day, back in the 80s when you first turned up, you was a tourist, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, but we, we didn't, you know, we took you in and allowed you to come colours, in. We but, never wore our colours, though. We never wore our colours. You didn't wear Woking or, or, or wherever. Uh, so we allowed you in uh, to become part of the family. So you got to cut these people a bit of slack. I, I don't think you should wear uh, any shirts of English teams. That's probably... Including non-league. So let's just be clear. Uh, well, I, I mean, look, I went Orient years ago and I made the mistake of wearing a West Ham coat. I just put by Abbott. And I used to go Orient a lot. And um, the geezer on the turnstile had a moan up. And I basically said, well, do you want me money or not, mate? <laughs> And he took it. And then afterwards, I thought, actually, that was a bit disrespectful of me, you know, to turn Leatherhead up. FC, my local um, thing, the Tanners, non-league. Oh, Leatherhead. No, and I thought you was describing yourself then. Leatherhead, Leatherhead so, football shirt. Can someone wear a Leatherhead football shirt yeah. to London? Yeah? Yeah. Well, you just anyway. said, in, but now come on, English shirts, where does it stop? Does it stop at League Two? Well, I'd, I'd, yeah, I suppose. All right, okay. So it stops at League Two. How about Rangers and Celtic? Can you wear a Rangers and Celtic shirts to the London Stadium? If you want. Yeah, if you want. Don't have a problem with that. But you see the you see the point I'm making, a minefield. My last question, because we've got to move on. Neutral area. Should there be a lovely neutral area for at the London Stadium to put all the tourists in, Nigel? Well, firstly, they need to sort out a proper family seating area if they were going to do that. But how do you create... I mean, the neutral area is like... The, the, the thing that made me laugh about your tweet and the reaction to it was that <laughs> one of the big complaints about the move was we're going to become a tourist club. Yeah. And here you was pointing out the yeah. become a tourist club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you got dogs abuse for it. And I think, actually, Sean, it, 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 I think it just proves your popularity. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could say anything and I'll get I think agree. if I'd have done it, yeah. more people might have agreed with me, but you the fact that you did it. Yeah. And, There's quite and a lot of people from Hughes View coming out for me, including well, uh, well, well, I won't name them. At the end of the day, look, you was pro-move and you bigged it up and and, you, and this was the future. Uh, so yeah. for you not to embrace it, uh, you know, you get what you're given, in my opinion. So, do, last question to you, I asked John. Do we do you personally welcome tourists with open arms? Would you give them a nice little hug? Say welcome. <laughs> Would you give them a hug? Uh, yeah, you know me, Sean. I'm alright. No, no, no. I'm asking Nigel. You'd already person. answered it. I know you're touchy feely. <laughs> Nigel, do you do you give them a little hug and say welcome to London? This is a London. Uh, listen, club. I've been known to welcome. Uh, foreigners answer the game. question that's um, that's West Ham fans we know I've got a problem listen, with West Ham fans the two people we know from if, Germany who have season listen, ticket holders if, no problem if they're West talking about fans, tourists do you give them a hug us. Nigel yes yeah yeah okay uh, positive Nigel good right it's time for this <laughs> It's Facebook, Twitter, question time. I was waiting for you to do it, but I'll fucking do it. Anyway, someone put... Sorry for the language. I ain't got my glasses on my head. Here we go. 
Oh, Sean put back podcasting tonight at seven thirty. Discuss Spurs Cup loss, Burnley win, football tourists at London Stadium. Uh, something about me, Super Six, blah blah blah. Skim that. Ask no, 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 no. <laughs> Come on, don't skim past that. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, you know yeah. the drill. So, uh, a good friend of the show, Gary Prince. Could Nigel read out the top 20 for the Super 6 who's in and out? It won't be me. He might have to go home with that. Dear, oh dear. Uh, Liam, uh, top man Liam Terrell. It's the Olympic Stadium tourists are always going to want to experience it. The Premier League is popular globally, globally, as you wanted, Sean. So it's only natural that people want to come when visiting the greatest capital on the earth. Much the same when most of us visit other countries fine cities like Berlin, Barcelona, Prague, cough, cough. Uh, the guys on Saturday with the Chilean club side will have been even more entitled to do so, given their pride in their fellow countryman, Pellegrini, and it being the first club he managed. People did the same at Upton Park. Now it's just on a bigger scale, which is true. We did but do you know what? I'm just... Park. Right. We went to Sparta Prague, John and myself. John, did you buy a half and half scarf at Sparta Prague? No, I didn't, Sean. Did no. you wear a West Ham shirt at Sparta Prague? No, I didn't, Sean. Did you have a selfie taken at Sparta Prague? No, I didn't. I did spend um, five pounds but... on, on some food and beer and whatever. Yeah, but we supported. We were there to support Sparta Prague, not not to. Tell everyone we're West Ham fans. Although we did scout a player, but that's another story. <laughs> All right, you done there? Trying to defend yeah, yourself? Just making a point. Well, it's, it's, a it's, point it's, well made. It's not even a real equivalent, Sean. We were on a stag do and we just shh, went. Shh, yeah. shh, All right. Two restarts. Carry on. Uh, Penny Southen, or Auntie Pen, as I like to call her. The problem I had Saturday was the amount of stewards and the fact of being herded like cattle out of the stadium. And now we find out why. This was my first time to the stadium as I vowed never to go. But I was the one going without, so went. Uh, listening to some of them, they're a bunch of goons. Great win, though, and hoping to get up the list for my season ticket soon. Uh, you need to talk to your nephew, Knight. Uh, Super Merian. Special shout-out to Robert Snodgrass, young sung hero of our much-needed win against Burnley. I can't see how Mark Noble can oust him from the side. Crazy stewarding, though. Crazy stewarding, though. Crazy. Our game against Spurs. Why well, check my ticket twice, yet then allow loads of kids to just walk into the area and not interested in the game and only want to cause trouble? Uh, as for the Super 6, he's not happy with the way it's going because Sean's rise... And my mate Nigel's decline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am for Nigel. Uh, Paul Turner, uh, Super Paul. Uh, should fans of this club, oh, he started, sorry, with the word thoughts. So I think he wants us to comment. Should fans of this club be calling for another fan to be banned for life after a pitch invasion? It's not for, it ain't for me. So is it right that. I think it's it's in regards to the Tottenham game and the bloke that rang on for the yeah, third yeah, goal. Yeah, it will be. Is it right that there were certain fans, <coughs> uh, Pirate Ribman hmm. to be one? Uh, oh, really? Yeah, that thought he should get a life ban. Well, he automatically gets a life ban anyway. Well, anyone going on the pitch. Without digressing, 
when in a court and law, you only get a three-year ban, yeah. why does West Ham seem fit to make it a life ban? So, so most clubs have, have come to agreement that if anyone goes on the pitch, you get a life ban. But as I club. say, when, when we live in this country by the rule of law, and the law states that you get when you go to court, you only get three-year ban. Why mm-hmm. does the club deem it... From all football clubs, by the way, and yeah, a criminal know, record and a fine. I know what all that entails. One of them in my family's got one. So I know the oops you have to jump through. Yeah. What I'm saying, it was all banned, by the, by the way. It was a life ban from the bowling grounds. So it was wiped out when they moved to the London yeah, Stadium. Now, they move away from the London Stadium. 99 but is it right? Years, it yeah. gets a life ban. In five years' time... But you know what? Most people with a life from... ban just get another ticket. Come on. Does it really stop anyone? Well, I'm just saying. So why give out a life ban? Because they have to approve, uh, appear to be tough on pitching Because it'll come back to... Actually, the fact that that Bubbles, uh, who ran on with the flag, Paul, I think his name, wasn't it? At the Burnley game in March, yeah. has been given a life ban. Yeah, of course he has, yeah. Well, no, but this is the thing. Look, the, I, I, I think it's law, a bit harsh. It's three but... years. I would have um, thought if I... someone really wanted to take it to court and, and contest it. Human rights. Imagine they, no, they can't. It's a, pri- it's, a private, it's a private venue. And and they decide who comes in and out. It says so on the ticket. It, it's it's not down for a court to decide. The courts decide a banning order is more serious. So it only not only tells you you can't go to football matches. It often tells you you can't be within you know a mile of the football ground on a, on a match day, right? That's what a banning order does. And it comes with a criminal record and a fine, and then that can affect your employment, whatever. The 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 life ban from a club is just usually Vindictive. for the London Stadium. Mm. Yeah. You know, your name gets put down on a list, but often your photograph isn't there. And often, you know, <laughs> you could just create another one. So I don't know how effective it is. People who get a life ban, whether it really stops them. Yeah. I'll let you know. You know going to wait. Going... Anyway. Yeah. Right. Anyway, moving, moving on. on. Uh, Stuart Khan, spelled K-A-H-N. Anyone, I think we're brothers. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. we are. Fantasy League. What are your thoughts on not having any West Gam? He's put Gam, G-A-M. Come on, bro. No, we were born there. At least spell it right. Don't don't start oh, with that. This this yeah. this you started on other people on their but, spelling. But he's my brother up and dig him out. Stuff. And considering this boy has Is gone to university. Brother? Yeah. He's gone to university and got A-levels. Yeah. And a, and a degree, mm. he should be able to spell West Ham properly. I mean, he has put I the didn't even know you had a brother. between West and Gam, but he still put Gam instead of Am. Is it your brother? Really your no, brother? That's really my brother. Click on I didn't even brother. know you had a brother. <laughs> there you go. All right. But anyway, this is my brother. So he'll probably come on later anyway. and, and, you know, bless him. But anyway, what are your thoughts on not having any West Ham players in your team? Should that be allowed? Uh, what in fancy? Um, I mean, I've, of course it's allowed. I don't know if it's a good idea. I've just put an Altovich back into my team, my fancy league. Uh, I, I think it's more of a should. Should you allow any Spurs players to be in your fantasy league? Is is the one I do. Oh. Um, often I've got grief for putting a, a Spurs player in my fancy league. I haven't got any Spurs players in my oh, yeah. fancy team. What about you, no, Jay? I've, He's not uh, done fantasy, is he? 
I didn't do it, no. I was waiting to be sent the stuff. I've never got it. Well, look, ain't too late to start and won't take a lot to catch me up. (coughs) Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Nick Harvey. Uh, Enough of my family. Nick Harvey. Not much to be said, Respurs Cup lost. Good performance for Burnley and a much-deserved win. Nice to see four goals in the right end for a change. Not half. Deanne Garner looks the real deal. And Anderson worked hard with and without the ball. Arnautovic is going to be key again this season if we're to avoid a relegation battle. Mate, Nick, come on. Positive. We ain't good. Relegation. Brady would have a stadium for the tourists if she could. So they're always going to be part of the new WHU, unfortunately. He's not wrong now. And why the hell can't Sullivan sort out Rice's contract? We pay 80 grand for second-rate players from abroad, yet Rice, who's rightfully claimed his place in the start 11, can't get half of that. Have you seen that thing today where someone started a crowdfund GoFundMe page? What? See that? No. A West Ham fan started a GoFundMe page or whatever crowdfunding to get a new contract for Declan Rice. Oh, really? Yeah. See, guys, why why do you not tell me these stories? These are great stories that I could use for oh, Clarence Hugh. That's nonsense. He's got to have his head screwed on. <laughs> Even Come a on. three grand a two... week, he's earning more than, than the vast majority of people in this country. Well, he's, he's earning, by the way, what last week he earned 23 grand, because you've got to remember, every time he starts, he gets 10 grand um bonus so he played two games last week he got 23 grand well i'm just saying i'm not saying that's that's right i'm just saying but that just shows the idiot fan base that that let's go fund him let's make the money up ourselves it's a joke though isn't it it's got it's got to be great story great story sean whetstone start to say it sean whetstone yeah yeah (laughs) sorry all right, let's Gifty move on. Clown, I should have said. Anyway, Gifty. Ed Hughes <laughs> really enjoyed the Burnley win. That's good, Ed. Thought Balbuena and Anderson were very good. The ref had a terrible game, though. The challenge on Obiang and Diagana before Anderson scored, and again on him for the penalty shout, were misjudged. Potentially, we should have finished against 10 men and had a penalty too. Burnley was the worst footballing side I've seen in the last five-plus years. Well, Ed, going down. I don't know about that actually, because under the Allardyce, mate, we were piss poor. Uh, <laughs> it's like five years yet since we can celebrate him pissing off. Uh, I, am, I am, I am liking the cut of the jib of old Babrina. Like more I see him, yeah, yeah, he's getting better and better. Uh, bargain of the season, definitely for me. Mm. Uh, yeah. Matty Kemp, finally the football played equates to a positive result. Which is right, because we have had good performances and not been getting results. The game v Burnley will help improve Anderson's confidence no end. I'm hoping for similar performances going forward. Uh, Richard Dodds, Dodsey, Kia Aura from New Zealand. Quite what that means and what an orange drink's got to do with New Zealand, I do not know. But anyway, he goes on. I'm sure Sean will have done the stats by now on a Burnley game. You bet your life. Always interested <laughs> in Nigel's view and only believe was the man of the match. Uh, for me, the man of the match, I'd probably give it sympathy to Anderson uh, just to G him up a bit, but I thought Dear Garner was, was a bit special for his age. Uh, as I have been away now for nearly two years, 
uh, but will be returning as I still maintain my season ticket all the way from New wow. Zealand. That's that's loyalty, isn't it? Wow. Isn't it? And you had to leave early just to get back to Surrey. Think what he's got to do. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you say is still wrong with the stadium? Oh, look, we've done 57 minutes already, George. Yeah, there's no way we'll have time. I hear very little other from the Maid Marion on the latest trials and tribulations of the stadium. What is still shit? What have they definitely now got right? Nothing. So what is still shit? Everything. And he also says, Whatever that is. I think that's uh, Mary for Banks. Uh, Adam Ross Miller. Okay, moving on. Three names. Yeah, Adam Ross Miller. I don't know if that's Adam Ross Miller or Adam Ross Miller, but anyway, Adam Ross Miller. Get on with Good it. podcast as usual. From true highlights from what I have seen, the cup game was one of the typical games. We play well, seem to have all the chances to take the win, but fortune is always hiding and we come away empty-handed. I think the weekend game was just the right dose of salts to give us the confidence back and give us something to push forward on the back of things. Question to you guys. People love asking questions. I think it's because Sean put asked questions. Uh, where do you think we will finish based on the season so far? And in January, where will we recruit for? And who couldn't... Let's, mate, this is three questions. Who couldn't we bring in to do the best job in said positions? Quickly, where do I think we'll finish based on the season so far? I think we'll finish between 9 and 11. Uh, and January, where should we recruit? Up front, I think we need help up front. That's where we need help. Andy Carroll's coming back. No need. Yeah, so as I said, 12th left up back. front, we need, <laughs> we need help. What do you think? Where'd you, quickly, where do you think we'll finish? 12th. I, I was I was thinking about 10th. Right. So we've got 9, 10, so 12. So you said 9 and 11. Typical negative Sean there to go with a 12th, while positive Nigel <laughs> went for the highest finish. Yeah. <laughs> a miserable John 10th. Yeah. yeah, grumpy yeah. John 10th. Yeah, see? Onwards and upwards for the season. Thank you, Adam Ross-Miller. Uh, we carry on. Right. This is what happens when you post a bit early, lads. I'll just point this out. A lot of people want to say All right, all right. All right, all uh, right our right. friend Taffy yeah. Wallback, well, I think even though he's got a Welsh name, uh, well, and the last name, Wallback, I suppose, is Welsh, isn't it, Matt? Um, but lives in China, I believe. As the live 3 p.m. kickoff here was Newcastle, I decided to go to sleep. Oh, good. Woke up Sunday morning with a lovely notification of a 4-2 win against Burnley. From what I have read, not seen in brackets, we played well. Didn't pull up many trees, but a display did the job. Another question for us chaps. How is Anderson doing? Getting better, Taff. Boyle. Yeah, very I'm hearing bad. One week if, is a world leader, and the next week is absolute pants. You are hearing right there. But you know what? That's what Lazio said, though. Consistency, consistency. It'd be good one week and not the other week. So, so drop him against others. Is the key. Uh, yeah. From what I've seen of him, next. he seems to be doing okay. Cheers, Taff. My favourite. I think player. we all want him to come good, don't we? Yeah. We do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hope he, I think he will. I think I don't think he's going to be tip-top well-beater, but I think he will do a good job for us. Craigie Edwards. Great show, guys. I can't help make comparisons between Rice and Carrick. Mm-mm. Very similar play style and passing technique. Nothing got through him against Burnley. Could this be too soon to compare the two? You just did. I am comparing the Carrick we had in yeah. the early days, not the season veteran that he finished. 
you know what? That's another great topic yes. for a Clarence Hughes story. I tell you what, I'm getting loads of uh, good um, editorial ideas from the questions from you two guys and and the oh. listeners. So that's great. So that's three stories I've got out of today's oh. podcast. Well, I'll I'll carry on though. Uh, John Mansfield, why yeah. in this day and age can't we show three o'clock games live on TV? Because uh, it's the law. Not everyone can afford get old or commit to a season ticket streaming. But would still love to watch their club. It wouldn't affect attendances. Don't bet your life on it. As people would always want to go to games if they are in a position to do so. Well, look, what I'll say to that, John, is West Ham will tell you there was 56,000 people in the ground. The truth be told, it was more like forty-two to 44,000. David Smith, really enjoyed the podcast, fellas. Thanks, Dave. And what a fantastic game on Saturday. Just a thought, and I'm not a Mark Noble knocker, but I don't think we'd have played that quick passing football with him in the team. What do you think? I think you just knocked him, Dave. But uh, I think yeah. his time is coming as a first-team star. John? Yeah. I, 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 I'm getting there as well, to be honest. I, he's, he, he has those good games and... He's got to, he's got to win his place back, I think. So, like I say, he's, he's got to, whoever's got the shirt at the moment certainly deserves to be there, don't they? Hmm. All right. Next up, great name. You have to tell us where he come from because he's called Pilumi Ogunlana. Fantastic. Update on the youngsters: Tony and Reese. I think he means Martinez. Don't know. Reese Oxford played the under twenty threes the other day, hmm. did he not? Yeah. Any chance we can sell work Bonner in January? Not sure. Well, there's every chance. Depends whether he wants to go. We want to sell him. Does anyone want him? Seems we are in trouble when we face a fast winger for Sabaletta. Maybe play 4 2 3 1, dusty bin formation, with Fredericks at full. Oh, no. See, Paluma, you lost me. Fredericks at fullback and Zab as the centre. Oh, George just texted out it go. You better tell him we're still talking. Anyway. Paul Sanders, great winner. <laughs> Nigel's still talking. Well, running through, listen, you want to post early, you've got to read every week. Give it, people are taking well, the time. Well, if I don't post, no one People are taking the time it, to post. We've got to give them the time to read it out. Games All right, go on then. Get on with it. You just, just make a one question last <laughs> half an hour. Great win on the weekend. Just a tonic after the shenanigans on Wednesday. That's a good word, shenanigans. That was a bar in Ilford, I thought. Uh, big queuing issues with the first game resulting in me missing the first 15 minutes. They should have told us. Also, why do I now have to show my ticket every time I go for a beer or a pee? Stewards calls in more queuing and waiting. Great pod, up the irons. Uh, you're all over stewarding, isn't it? And he spoke about stewarding. Uh, Michael Malin, I've been supporting the Amers since 1965. When did all this hatred with Spurs start? It certainly wasn't around in the 60s. Millwall are our sworn enemies. I'm with you, Mick. I'm a uh, Millwall is our sworn enemy. Tottenham couldn't give a monkeys, but as I said, yeah. goes back easily into the 70s. Times are changing. Uh, Adam Ross Miller is back again. And he's put, could, with two stars, we bring in. Bring could in, we what? I, I've got, I, I don't know. Could we oh, bring John's, someone in George's in January? For fuck's sake, I've got to edit it. Well, hopefully you won't need to edit it, son. Can I done it? Stop, Stop swearing. swearing. No, Stop that's what swearing. He t- I think it ain't me swearing, it's George swearing. Oh, 
Have have we done the Facebook? Well, can we move done. on to? Thank, thanks everyone for not writing in and messaging us yeah. all. We haven't got time yeah. tonight to read everything. Oh, go away. Uh, let's move on to our predictions and say goodbye. There's a lot of people on Twitter. I'll just read people out. <laughs> Yeo, Keith Yeo put, I love Winston. Uh, Wobbly knee, <laughs> tourist chaps, car on the court, Sean's eye, don't bother me. Reynolds put, interesting, Albania has been good. West Ham football, some geezer said something about donate for a 3G pitch. I don't know what that is. Amos fan. Oh, our mate, Amos fan. Blah, blah. Let's find out. Uh, defence will get the blame. People are having a chat on our timeline. Can they not piss off? Uh, right, Amos fan. Uh, if fully free, how would you rank our strikers' ability to play in our current system? Right, so you've got four strikers or five strikers. Who's number one? Who's number two? Who's three, four, five? Well, he's gone on. Out of it, Carroll, Antonio, and Anders Perez. So he's gone five. I'd actually put Hernandez above Antonio. In fact, I'd have put Carroll bottom. Uh, so I'd go Arnautovic, Hernandez, Antonio, Perez, Carroll. That's what I've done. All right. Okay. Can I do the Super 6 now? Go on Super then, 6 quick. league. Uh, yeah. Top three. Ben White, 176. Second, Paul Disney. Uh, 176 as well. Ryan Smith, 170s in third place. Presenters, Sean up to 12, 158. Nigel down to 21, 149. George down to 33, that, 139. That might have been up to 21. And John in 56th place on 96 when he remembers to put his um, his fantasy, <laughs> uh, sorry, in his uh, Super 6 in. Premier League fantasy top three. Mark Kerslake is on 745. Second is Keith McAdden, 743. And third is Will Clark, 734. Presenters, I'm 31st. I'm down on 666, number of the devil. George is 162nd with 593. And Nigel is down to 203 on 574 points. That's up. Is it up? And John doesn't play fancy league. So there we go. There's your fancy. And it was much quicker than Nigel ever does it. Predictions for Huddersfield away. John. 2-0 West Ham. Nigel. 3-1 3-1 West Ham. And I'll go for 1-0 away, as I always do. That's it from us. I know. Thanks for bearing with us. Uh, I have been Sean. John has been... Falling asleep. <laughs> Nigel has been... <laughs> Place the outro, Nigel. I've been here. In control of the, the old sound effects, obviously. <laughs> Play, us a no- Play us the outro, Nigel. <laughs> and, you had the, and you had the mute button, Nigel. You should have used it. Yeah, I should have done it. So anyway, the outro, Nigel. All right. <laughs> oh, is that the wrong one? Hold up. Come on, you are. Oh, my people. <laughs> oh, dear. Come back. Bye. Hundred. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 